Are we willing to lose America to the woke left mob? Or do we have enough people on the right who are willing to stand up, speak up, and stop with the political correctness that we're going to need to save our country? Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Blaining Podcast. Well, there is certainly a lot to talk about, just like every other day, it seems. But today I want to talk about the political correctness that's going on with folks on the right in light of everything that we've got going on today, May 10th, 2022. In case you missed it, the woke left mob has been out in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices and they've been spray painting churches. There was a Molotov cocktail thrown into the building of a pro-life organization in, I want to say it was Wisconsin, over the weekend. And what we're seeing from folks on the right, particularly those in leadership on the right, is not a lot of action. You've got some statements, but not a lot of strong actions. Meanwhile, you have leaders on the left, such as Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who is calling for a call to arms. She is calling for violence. In contrast to that, you have Governor Glenn Youngkin in Virginia, which this was a huge disappointment because he is the newly elected Republican governor of the state of Virginia. He, if you recall, that was a huge upset. He was the sort of the pro-parent, pro-school uh, choice candidate. And he and uh, the attorney general and the lieutenant governor were they they all they changed they swept the whole thing and it's fully a Republican leadership from the top there, and this was hugely disappointing because you have protesters that are out in front of SCOTUS homes in his state, which is illegal in his state. There is a law that says it is a crime. It's a misdemeanor to disrupt the peace outside another's home. And they could actually, these protesters could in fact be thrown in jail per Virginia law. But Governor Glenn Youngkin isn't really doing anything about it. He finally, after uh, a period of some time, he put uh, the state police and uh, sheriffs out in front of the homes of these Supreme Court justices. But it took quite a while, and his statement wasn't even very strong. He basically just said that he is monitoring the situation. Here's his uh, tweet from uh, last night, May 9th. We have been coordinating with Fairfax County PD and Virginia State um, Police and federal authorities to ensure that there isn't violence. Virginia State Police were monitoring closely fully coordinating with Fairfax County and near the protests. So keep in mind, these justices, these are their private residences, and they have families. Uh, They were in front of uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, and he has two daughters and a wife, and they're all supposedly home during this time. They have neighbors. But the fact that they were even allowed to protest, which in the state of Virginia, it It is illegal to protest outside of a person's residence. So the fact that Governor Youngkin is 
merely monitoring the situation and not actually allowing law enforcement to step in and put an end to this says an awful lot because I think we can all agree that if this was happening with a judge that was on the left, let's take Katanji Brown Jackson, for instance, if we had a bunch of right wing activists outside of her home, guaranteed they would already be in jail. It would be lighting up the mainstream media. It would be the only thing that people are talking about. But instead, we have leftist leaders who are cheering on these protests, who are encouraging people to protest. Mayor Lightfoot sent out a tweet uh, last night where she says, to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. And then she added in a separate tweet, we will not surrender our rights without a fight, a fight to victory. And then she continues and says, as mayor, I have one message to anyone worried about the access to abortion care. Chicago's doors are open. We unequivocally respect you and your choices. You have to agree that it is very strange to see all of this outrage from the left and really no response from the right. I shouldn't say no response because there is some response, but it's few and far between. Like you have the Hollies, Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley and his wife, Erin, who uh, went on Fox and Friends this morning. And Senator Hawley has been very outspoken about this from day one. He has been calling for action on what's going on. He's been calling for his Republican colleagues to take a stand with him. But he's kind you know, it's between Senator Hawley and Senator Cruz. Those are the voices that you hear. You don't hear a lot of strong stance from very many other Republicans and people on the right, which is so discouraging because we know that if this were flip-flopped and we had people on the right protesting, it would be ended right away. No question about it. But this is allowed to continue and Republicans take the idea that, well, we'll just sit back and let the left destroy themselves. Yeah, how is that working for us? That's the stance we've been taking for decades. And instead of letting the left destroy themselves, they're destroying us and they're destroying our country. It is not working. This is not a good strategy. It's not a winning strategy. We've got to wake up. We've got to do something different. And we've got to start holding these people accountable to the rule of law because all they are doing is changing the rule of law to make the law fit their agenda and their narrative. When are we going to stand up and stop that? And I understand that people on the right take this sort of passive, aggressive, politically correct approach because they feel like if they do that, they're going to get the voters in the middle. And I completely disagree. Now, I'm not a political strategist. I'm not even going to pretend that I know stuff about political strategy, but I am a voter. I am a citizen. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a business owner. So I know a few things about what it is to be a citizen and a voter. And when I see stuff like this and I see people who aren't willing to take a stand, it really turns me off. I really want to support the people who are willing to take a stand for what they believe in. 
I may not agree with them on everything, but I appreciate the, the fact that they take a stand and I feel like I can count on them to be true to their word. You know, it's like that Bible verse. I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, so I'm going to totally misquote it. But, you know, where I think it's in Revelation and, and it's, you know, God doesn't want a lukewarm Christian. I, you know, he spits the lukewarm out of his mouth. And I kind of, I definitely feel that way about politicians. Don't be lukewarm, either be hot or cold. Pick your side, pick your, take a stand. And I'd rather know that I agree with you on six out of 10 issues, positions, than to not really know where you stand on anything. It's like we have leaders in our country who are so afraid to lose their position of power if they actually take a stand. When I believe that, and and we're seeing it, like in Pennsylvania, you've got this Kathy Barnett who's running against, uh, she's running against Dr. Oz. She kind of came on the scene. I just noticed her, uh, I think it was last week when they were debating. And she's very strong conservative. I love the things that she say uh, says, and she's not politically correct. She takes a stand and she does not dance around the issues. And she tweeted this morning, too many on our side are worried about being politically correct while the left is spray painting churches, intimidating Supreme Court justices, and issuing calls to arms. We are fighting for the soul of our nation here. Time to wake up people. Amen, sister. But she is correct on all of those things. She's correct. And you know what? People are following her in droves. She has soared in the polls. People want a leader who's going to take a strong stand. Nobody wants a wishy-washy, lukewarm leader that we don't know what to expect from you from one moment to the next. And that is kind of the issue with Glenn Youngkin. Now, I met Glenn Youngkin back in November when I was in Virginia for an event. And really nice guy. And I, I love the issues that you know, that he ran on and especially, you know, supporting parents, supporting school choice, getting the masks off kids in schools. All of that was really great. But I knew there were some things that just kind of gave me pause to, you know, it's kind of like, well, we'll, you know, we'll see how this goes. Because sometimes you just need to see if someone's going to live up to their promises when they get into office. Because, as we know, there's a lot of pull on elected officials, whether it's money or power or influence, however that that lands on these elected officials. We know that that can change their behavior and the way that they govern and the choices that they make while they are in elected office. And so I sort of withheld judgment. I just kind of wanted to wait and see how he would do while in office. And he's done some good things so far. He hasn't been in office very long since January. But seeing what's going on right now and the fact that he's not taking a strong stand is one of those things that I look at and say, this is what we were worried about. We need to see that people are going to be strong and stand up for the truth, stand up for what is right, stand up for our American values and uphold the things we hold most dear. There are enough Americans who do not align with either party, who just want our American values upheld. 
And when we see wishy-washy on either side, well, I don't think there's wishy-washy on the left. You're either hard left or they get rid of you. But people need to see candidates and leaders on the right who are willing to take that stand. And I believe that what we will see is people following in droves like they are with this Kathy Barnett. I'm really excited to see what's going on with her campaign and to see how how this pans out for her. I also noticed on her Twitter this morning, she posted that she actually got taken down. She got canceled by Wikipedia. And I actually retweeted that. I'll put a link to that in the show notes so you can go look at it. But she got canceled by Wikipedia. And my thinking is, okay, these are the candidates, the candidates that are getting canceled by big tech and by media companies. These are the ones that should get our vote because they're scaring people. And if they're scaring people, they're doing something right. We're also seeing this political correctness when it comes to the LGBTQ stuff. And that is really, we've seen that for a long time because people on the right want to be politically correct. They don't want to offend anybody. Uh, love is love. But I I woke up this morning and I thought, is lying love? Are we loving people when we're lying to them? And that's a whole other podcast episode. And maybe I'll do that here in the new f- near future, because, you know, you think about this whole gender identity crisis that we have in our society today, and we've lied to people. We've told them that you can choose to be whatever you want. If you don't want to be a boy or a girl, pick one of these other 72 genders and, you know, you can be whatever you want. That is not truth. And we can still love people who are broken. Hey, aren't we all broken? We can still love them, but we don't have to lie to them. And I don't believe that we're doing people any favors by lying to them about about gender and sexual identity. I don't and especially lying to children before they've even had a chance to learn what the truth is. We're just indoctrinating them with these garbage lies. And we've seen, I don't know if you recall, back in 2016, I believe it was, Target, this was during the Obama administration, and Target uh, took a stand on the whole transgender bathroom issue that was going on at the time. And they decided all over the nation that they were going to allow people to use the bathroom of their choice um, that they felt matched their gender identity. And at this time, I decided personally that I, this was kind of the beginning of when I was becoming more uh, outspoken about politics and government. I didn't, I hadn't really been involved in a lot of this stuff until you know, as I've said, until Trump came on the scene, which was around the same time. This was, I believe, at the end of the Obama administration. And this was one of the things that I was outspoken about that got me canceled on many social media groups, you know, like the neighborhood Facebook groups and things like that, because I would say that I don't think that men should be allowed to go into the women's restroom. If you are a parent of daughters, you've probably gone into Target before and allowed your daughter to go into the restroom without you if she's old enough. But if you know that a a grown man could be in the restroom because he decides that he identifies as a woman today, that's really scary. And so it was at that time that I decided, you know what, I'm not going to I'm not going to shop at Target anymore here in 
uh, Western Washington, where I live, we have stores called Fred Meyer, which are similar to Target, where they have the clothing and the, you know, all the different departments, you know, lawn and garden and food, grocery, and all those different things. And so I just decided to, I would do my shopping at Fred Meyer instead of Target, which is kind of a bummer because Target does have some cool stuff. But um, to me, it wasn't worth it. And I think that one thing that we can do rather than being cancel culture is we can, we can vote with our dollars and we can choose not to spend our dollars at these companies and also say so, right? So if you're going to take your dollars elsewhere because of something the company is doing that you don't like, it's really important that we voice that so they know like, hey, this decision that you're making is going to cost you my business. And I know I wasn't alone. There were a lot of other uh, people and families who chose not to give Target their business any longer after they made this decision. Well, just the other day, came across my radar that Target, just in time for Pride Month, which is the month of June, they have dropped two new fashion collabs with queer-owned brands. And what they are doing is these brands are making products for the queer transgender community. They are making things like compression tops, Uh, that are a comfortable alternative to chest binders. They are also selling packing underwear. So if you want it to look like you got a little something down there, even though you're a female, uh, they've got bras and boy shorts. They're expanding the sizes so that it makes it uh, gender neutral so that large men, I suppose, could wear the women's, um, the stuff that's designed for females. So they're also doing... uh, gender affirming swimsuits that these things are typically difficult to find. Now you'll be able to find them at Target. One of the things that I learned also recently about Target is that they're packaging a lot of this stuff so that parents won't know what it actually is. So let's say you are in Target with your teenage daughter and she brings you a what looks to be a sports bra, but it's actually a chest binder meant to flatten her chest so that she looks more masculine. And this is to hide it from parents. So being more deceptive and encouraging kids not to be open and honest with parents, which is truly, truly a sad thing since we know, you know, for the majority of cases, your parents are the people who love you more than anyone else in the world and they have your best interests at heart and they want to protect you and guide you. And we see from, you know, schools to our elected officials and, you know, even these retailers that want to cut parents out of the loop. And, you know, this all kind of goes back to you don't see our elected officials speaking out about this. You don't see them talking about this. They will stick with safe issues like taxes and transportation and inflation, which are all important, but this is really important too. And they want to stay away from it because if they touch it, they might offend someone who identifies in this LGBTQ community and they might lose votes. And I... We have done this dance for so long, and I think this is part of what turns people off to getting involved in politics in government is they see that people aren't willing to take a stand against what we've got going on on the radical left, and it's very frustrating, and we wonder why. 
we're at a point in our nation where this can't continue. If we are going to save our country, we've got to have people who are willing to stand up. And I'm afraid to say that I think that we are going to need a lot of political outsiders who are willing to step into the fray and be that outspoken voice of common sense that we so desperately need for all of our citizens right now, because most people don't fall on the extreme right or the extreme left. They're somewhere in the middle and they don't agree on all of the issues. And that's perfectly okay. We don't have to agree on all the issues. But if we can come together on these foundational values, such as law and order, such as parental rights, and the fact that we can't be doing things like allowing kids to transition and hide it from their parents. That should be just a common sense, something we don't do and that parents across the board can agree on. I'm excited when I see people who like Kathy Barnett, who are stepping into the ring. I spoke at a rally on Saturday last weekend for Scott Stevenson, who is running in Washington's 8th Congressional District. And Scott is a political outsider. He's a dad. He's a businessman. And he had some other speakers that were there, too. One of the speakers that Scott had at this rally was talking about how our founding fathers never designed politics to be a career. You go in, you do your public service, you serve your country, you help make laws, and then you step back out and you become a citizen again and let somebody else come in. But what we have in politics and government in our country today is we have career politicians. Look at look at the elections where you live. I see, and I've seen this for years, you'll see the same signs pop up for the same people every election cycle and they might be running for the same office or they're running for something different they're just kind of that's what they do if there's an election they're on the ballot it's just what they do they run for office we also have people that are elected that you know i the first person that comes to my mind is washington senator patty murray she's been in office since i was a senior in high school and that was 30 years ago but she runs every time Every year she runs, she's been there 30 years and she's not alone. There are a lot of career politicians and that's not the way the founding fathers wanted our government to be. That's not how it was designed. You get in, you make some laws, you get out, you go back to your life. And I would love to see more political outsiders step into the ring, get in there, make some laws, make some changes, and then go back to being an American citizen. Let's get this country back to what the founding fathers actually had in mind. And I truly believe that we can do it. We have to have enough people who are passionate and who are willing to make a bold stand against the establishment that we've got in our country today. And that's going to be difficult because people don't want on both sides. People do not want the outsiders to come in and make changes. Change is hard. And we're seeing that we've got resistance on all fronts. But I'm encouraged because I do see a lot of people stepping up. And I hope that encourages you as well. This fight is far from over. And there are people stepping up to fight. And I hope that in whatever capacity fighting looks like for you, that you will step up and do your part. If we all do what we are called to do, I believe that we can win the soul of America back again and save this country.
Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for your feedback. So many people have been giving me feedback and I truly appreciate it. If you've got a topic idea that you would like for me to discuss, I'd love to hear about it. All of the ways to connect with me are listed in the show notes. So check it out and I'd love to hear from you. Have a fabulous day and I will see you next time. 